Und was der Fichtel uns jetzt gleich sagen wird, das werden wir uns anhören. Mit von der Party, die Woodies. Regrettably interrupt fishing with guns with this special news bulletin. Kevin Gassman. A giant hairy creature, part ape, part man. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. Your pregame announcer, your pop scene sensation, Gassman. Gassman. One of the carpet blobs from Sanger's M&G. Some people have said that you're retarded, not me. Just on me. Just on days that end in Y. Wow. Started off like that. Jeez, that's not a good sign. How you guys doing today? It's 2.03 Pacific Time. Here from the VoiceAmerica.com Variety Headquarters out in Phoenix, Arizona. Good afternoon to you. My name is Kevin Gassman. Hanging out with you for the next couple hours. And Heidi Gad will be joining me very, very soon as we will begin our Aliens with Gas program, which will be at 3 p.m. So in about an hour, we'll begin some alien talk, play some rock and roll music, alien associated. And we're going to have a crazy conversation. I know it's going to be amazing with BentLight.com. That's the website. If you want to check it out, you can. It's really fascinating stuff. We're going to get into that next hour. So in the meantime, we got to get through this hour. Of course, we'll talk a little bit about Earth Day. We got last week, of course, you had 420. And then uh, last weekend, I was on the news. <laughs> so, well, it's all good, though. It's all in good in, in good things, you know. So we'll uh, talk about that as well when Heidi gets here. Because she said she's on her way. So I don't know if she's listening in or not. She types, types in traffic. So what's going on here in Phoenix is the Pat Tillman run. It's been going on for quite some time, and I have a, a little bit of a seven-degree separation to Pat Tillman. I had an old roommate that was a teammate of Pat Tillman. In fact, they were roommates, and Pat Tillman and my friend Brian Ritchie, who's actually been on this show a long time ago, you know, he makes a joke out of it. It's a really good, uh, sincere kind of uh, material that he works with when uh, when he knew uh, Pat Tillman, so it's a, it's a big day here in Tempe, Arizona where the race is going on, and they like to block off all the streets as well, so that's always fun, and got to work your way around all the traffic, because Phoenix, basically, our city motto should be under construction, regardless if there's a marathon running around or not. They're always building and always obstructing our drive, no matter where we go. That's how it works out here in Phoenix, Arizona. On the VoiceAmerica.com Variety Channel, as you are going global with Gas Man, and Heidi Gad is now with me. What's up, Heidi? What's up? All right. So, yeah, so that's my favorite, like, Earth Day song right there, Go Green, and, you know, talking about buy diesel cars and talking about, you know, electric cars, all that fun stuff. I just saw online there's a prototype of, of a flying car. Nice. Did you see that? No. Yeah, they actually tested it in Germany, and it's got, like, all these fan engines. It's a totally electric flying car. Oh, man, I would get that in, like, a split second. I would, too, right? So there's a couple. There's a, I think they have a two-seater, and they're working on, like, a, a minivan version of it, I guess you could say. <laughs> so very cool. I'm excited about that, you know, the, the technology that... Should have been here 100 years ago. <laughs> right. Or that Tesla had. Right. I know. All that stuff. Um, yeah. It's crazy. I don't know. It's weird. Um, this All the the technology we have out there that's available to get onto a cleaner living situation. 
Just um, this is taking a long time to get through all the. It's been here the whole time. Tesla had it, so right. You know, I mean, come on. What, what, are you, yeah, what are you looking forward to most in the future as far as technology goes? Is it the uh, no more electric, no more electric bills? I mean, oh you know? yeah, seriously, no more electric bills. People just using the earth, man. It's there. We know, like crystals use energy, and you can absorb energy. Um, even there's uh, the. There's a, what am I trying to say? The Atlanteans, they say there's a theory that they would harness the energy from the sun into the crystals, and that's how they were getting their energy. So why aren't we doing that? Because we're lazy and we want to milk the system we have already until it all dries up, and then we're going to figure it out when it happens, and then we're going to be like, we have this technology the whole time. All you had to do was just listen to us and... Oh, well, okay, yeah, maybe now we could use your help. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's what's going to happen. I mean, I really do. I really feel that way. Yeah, I feel that just the people who are in charge have. There's no empathy. There's no sympathy. There's nothing out of these people except for just we got to figure out how to survive with more oil, more oil, and do whatever yeah, else. It's we all can about and, their pockets, man. Right, and yeah. they don't even care. Like all this stuff, not um, which I'm gonna call it. What. I don't know. I just totally lost my train of thought because somebody walked by and I was like, oh my gosh, was that a ghost? Yeah, no, we had a, our, our, our engineer here in the studio, Aaron, just left, leaving us all alone I'm in the studio. I'm still freaking out from ghosts last week. Yeah, that was a really cool segment, by the way. If you want to check that out, you can. It's on our SoundCloud page, soundcloud.com slash alienswithgas.com or just go to our alienswithgas.com. Wait, that's not the right way. It's soundcloud.com slash alienswithgas. <laughs> <laughs> there's no there's no second dot com to it, so if you check that out, then you're, you're you'll be good. So sometimes these shows start off with a train wreck, sometimes they don't. I don't know. I thought I was starting off pretty well. Last week I was on the news, by the way, Heidi. I saw that. Did you see that? I did. So yeah, that I was did. a good job, man. I did. And a, so was Dave. Yeah, Dave, our friend who we had on, he was actually on my very first show of Going Global with Gas in 2017. At the end of January, if you want to check out that, it's uh, called Going Global and, and uh, I think Marijuana or something like that. I'm going to guess that's probably what you guys were talking about. <laughs> it definitely was, because <laughs> he's with Safer Arizona. Dave Wisniewski. Now, he created the ballot or the the um, the bill that we are you know trying to find signatures for to put on the ballot to legalize marijuana here in Arizona. Now, it's kind of a pretty open bill. I mean, as far as everything that was voted on in 2000. 16, this one here goes a lot further for with a lot more freedoms, which I think is important, you know, because eventually we're going to get to those freedoms. Why take slow baby steps when you can just do it all at once and deal with it? Yeah. So he, he was uh, hosting a little show to raise awareness over in downtown Phoenix at a place called Bud's Glass Joint. And I did some comedy out there with my buddy Brian Ritchie and a few other people. And Hot Rock Superjoint was there. But I'm dying to get on this show. However, he always works on Saturday afternoon, so that's, all, <laughs> that's awful. But Hot Rock, we'll have, make, make sure we'll, we can have him on the show sometime in the future. But we were doing some comedy, and the Channel 12 news team showed up. One guy in a camera. And <laughs> Wisniewski said, yeah, you should talk to Gasman over there. I'm like, all right, cool. So they brought me over, and, and I'm all in my head. I'm thinking, all right, I know what to say, I know what to say. Of course, the camera comes on. I don't say what I want to say. So I, I kind of say it in a roundabout way. 
And it was about a five-minute interview. Of course, they only used like a total of seven seconds. Right. <laughs> so I basically, I told him, I said, you know, it used to be a non-issue before 19, the 30s, and then it became an issue. I think we need to make it a non-issue again. Right. That did not make the news. <laughs> so what I did say, I said, well, people need to be aware of the benefits of what, or the, actually, what I said, I said, people should be aware of the truth of what cannabis and marijuana can bring to them. Right. And also I said it, it's it's good for body pain and, and it helps with a stable peace of mind. Well, and there's all these studies that show it killing cancer. It kills right. cancer. Right. Like, come on. Yeah. I mean, there's proof of that. I just saw another story online about about that. Uh, there's a, a a seed out of a from a tree in in Australia that's killing cancer tumor cells. Oh yeah, it's called it's like 48 uh, hours. It's just destroying it. Yeah, I can't remember what it's called. It has like a really many syllables in the name. Yeah, I don't know, but I mean, it's something like that where we know that this is, this is working. Then who would say, well, we need more tests? I mean, right. shoot it at my arm. You put it in my, you know, wherever you whatever you have. You know, why not? You have nothing else to lose. Exactly. Right. I don't know what's wrong with people. (laughs) It's because it all comes back to the money, man, and who's controlling the money and all, you know. Right. The I word. The the I word? The Illuminati. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. You sent me a little uh, video of what is a Cartoon Network out of Yeah, my friend Dina, she sent me this little snippet of, I'm not sure which cartoon it was. Because uh, I forgot to ask. Yeah, I don't know those cartoons. But um, the like the big mean person that the obvious other smaller cartoon characters were like trying to beat was talking about how he's the Illuminati. Like, what's up with that? It's very weird. Do you yeah. remember uh, Super Troopers? Yes. Okay, remember the cartoon? It was Uncle Monkey or whatever. I can't remember right. what it was called. Yeah. I don't know if that's the right name for it. I can't remember either. It was something like that. But in that was all about the Taliban and, you know, right. and that cartoon was that. Is it the Taliban and the, the evil Western culture and this and that? And yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Earth Day, just, it seems, it almost seems trite. Yeah. <laughs> they, like, let's celebrate Earth Day one day a year and that's it. The rest of the day, you know, days we don't really pay mind to it. Right. Well, so. and I like that they organized that giant science march today. Yeah, they had that going on. So I, I mean, was going to go to that, but, you know, didn't want to. <laughs> you were going to go to that? I didn't want to be too late here. <laughs> you were going to do a little marching today? Yeah. What's the idea? It doesn't really matter. I mean, I know, but it doesn't mean anything. Nothing's going to happen out of right. it. Right. Really nothing is. Well, really all it does is it shows um, the powers care. that be who the smart people are. Oh. That's one of the reasons I didn't want to go. I want my face plastered on that peop- list. <laughs> and smart people don't vote. <laughs> 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 There's a reason for that, Heidi. Right. Um, all right, let's jump a tune. And these guys, I, I love this song. I play it a lot, but I don't care because I dig it. They're called Parquet Court, so that out of New York. And the tune is called Stoned and Starving, which I like to call it more or less. They should have they named it High and Hungry, but <laughs> that's just me. I think you'll... <laughs> I think you'll dig this tune. Try not to miss your exit with it. We'll be back. You're going global with gas. And the banter with the tune called Mason Jar, a band from right here in Phoenix, Arizona, as we hang out with you in that same city on the voiceamerica.com variety channel. The headquarters of the network is right here. And we are broadcasting for the next hour and a half because in the next hour at 3 p.m., we're going to be doing... Aliens. With gas. <laughs> and that's Heidi Gad. She's hanging out with me early on. And we're going to be talking bent light. And that's going to be a really fascinating conversation. Someone has discovered extraterrestrial life by bending light. Yeah. 
Dude, you guys are going to want to stay tuned for that. Some really cool photos. And if you want to do our, if you want to follow along some of the photos we have, our Instagram page is just aliens with gas. And there's two S's there. And you can follow along some of the photos we'll be talking about. So during the week, it was a big week against uh, right wingers, I guess, because Bill O'Reilly got fired. Right. They let him go. I think reluctantly they let him go. I don't think they want to let him go, to be honest with you. Probably not. <laughs> Probably not either. But, uh, you know, Bill O'Reilly, of course, he's famous for his one meltdown. Um, what was that new edition? What was that uh, f- show he was on? A new edition. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, those bands are coming back. No, I'm just kidding. Ins- inside, <laughs> that one. <laughs> inside edition. So here's, inside, yeah. here's some audio. And that is it for us today. Okay, I don't know what, whatever it is, it's not right on the teleprompter. I don't know what that is. I've never seen that. No, there is. We are going to do Sting, yeah. Okay, but now I can't read it. There's no, there's no words on it. Okay. Honey, sure. There's no words there to play us out. What does that mean? To play us out. It's Sting is going to do. It's a video. Sting video. Uh, so I'm going to stop right there real quick. Oh, so. my gosh. Yeah, so he's getting frustrated. The teleprompter isn't working, doesn't have the right words, whatever it is. Does, doesn't understand what he's got to do. Basically, what he's got to do is throw it to a, a Sting music video. Right. And that's all it is. So now he's just causing a little more of a problem that needs to be there. But we're not done yet. So this is uh, more of the blow-up or meltdown, however you want to call it, from Bill O'Reilly on Inside Edition. I don't know what that means to play us out. What does that mean? To end the show? Yeah, yeah. All right, go, go. In five, four, three. That's tomorrow, and that is that. Again, five, four, three. That's tomorrow, and that is it for us today. And we will leave you with a. I, I can't do it. Okay. We'll do it live. Okay. Well, no. we'll do it live. Fuck it. <laughs> do it live. Oh, I can. I'll write it, and we'll do it live. Fucking thing sucks. <laughs> Five, four, three. That's tomorrow, and that is it for us today. I'm Bill O'Reilly. Thanks again for watching. We'll leave you with Sting and a cut off his new album. Take it away. Oh, man. I'll tell you, he's uh, such a professional. <laughs> so I found this online. Now, this is really cool. Somebody did this. Uh, Mono Neon. Okay, that's an, that's the artist. Mono Neon. Threw a little bass line. <laughs> <laughs> to Bill O'Reilly's rant. Are you I ready for this? I love the internet. I do too. This was definitely <laughs> one of the winners this week. That's tomorrow, and that is it for us today. <laughs> I don't know what. Whatever it is, it's not right on a teleprompter. I don't know what that is. I've never seen that. <laughs> yeah, there it is. We are going to do sting. Yeah. Okay, but. Yeah, I can't read it. There's no. There's no words on it. Okay. Right. Sure. There's no words there to play us out. What does that mean? To play us out? <laughs> it's, it's Sting is going to do. It's a video. Sting video. What is for credits? I don't know what that means to play us out. What does that mean? <laughs> to end the show? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Go. Go. In five, four, three. That's tomorrow, and that is a. Yeah. <laughs> Five, four, three. That's tomorrow, and that is it for us today. And we will leave you with a. I, I can't do it. <laughs> we'll do it live. Okay. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I can. I'll write it, and we'll do it live. 
fucking thing sucks. That's tomorrow, and that is it for us today. I'm Bill O'Reilly. Thanks again for watching. We'll leave you with Sting and a cut off his new album. Take it away. We'll do it live! <laughs> do it live! If those are not mix in. We'll do it live! Fuck it! <laughs> do it live! We'll do it live! Fuck it! Kevin uh, loves this song, you guys. Totally, you I'm totally lip, lip syncing into this. <laughs> I just do love how he followed his like whole entire voice. Yeah, it's like, genius right yeah. there. I love it too. I'm a very good musician, obviously. <laughs> good job, man. I know. Always, uh, always, some, always. Somebody has free time on their hands for our enjoyment on the yeah. internet. So there, mono neon. If you want to check that out, I think it's all one word. But if not, uh, just you know, look up mono neon, and you can check out Bill O'Reilly freaking out. Do it live. Fuck it. <laughs> 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 what? Uh, that's I'm a, funny. I'm allowed to curse. I know. We're in the first hour. <laughs> in the first hour, right. Second hour is no cursing at all, people. Just make sure you know that. So um, let's play a tune. We'll come back. How about that? It sounds good. All right. <laughs> Unity featuring Nathan Feinstein. The band, uh, so the album Sounds of Revolution, and the band is Highest Conspiracy. It's right here on Going Global with Gas. Man. It's nothing like a little reggae music. Reggae is awesome. It always puts me in a good mood. It makes me sway back and forth. Even when I'm not listening to it, I sway back and forth. It makes me pretend I'm on an island. <laughs> it always puts you in a good mood. I'm actually going to be doing some reggae music on my radio show coming soon at 88.7 FM in Phoenix, Arizona. On Wednesdays, we'll be doing some live radio from 6 to 8 p.m. Nice. Yeah, it's going to be an all-acoustic radio show. Everybody, I'm going to do a, uh, an open mic. I'm going to call it the Acoustic Turnstile. Nice. So you get in line, get on stage, play one song, and then get back in line. <laughs> if there's enough time. Right. Ooh, I didn't mean to rhyme. <laughs> wow, that's three in a row. Somebody, I hope I, re- <laughs> I, hope I recorded that. So <laughs> I got to take them when I get them, you know what I'm saying? It doesn't happen very often. So I can go two in a row, but three in a row, oh my goodness. So much to play with right you there. You should buy a lottery ticket. <laughs> I probably should, right? <laughs> so Heidi Gad is hanging out with me. We are in the Going Global with Gas Man version of the show. So two hours we do this radio on voiceamerica.com starting at 2 p.m. Pacific time, going to 4 p.m. And then we're going to do some Aliens with Gas very soon. So we're, you know, this hour is kind of a, a, it's a whatever hour, to be honest with you. I mean, I would <laughs> normally talk marijuana and do my, you know, other games and stuff like that with other people in studio because I would normally have bands in studio. Right. We haven't had bands in studio for, well, at least for Snailmate. Right. A couple weeks ago, but we didn't really go into this part. We didn't play drugs, did we? Me? Oh, we I did play drugs with them, I think, didn't oh, we? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, we Yeah, did you've that. done that a couple times. So, I mean, I think it's important, you know, because 420 was the, the national holiday. True. You know, well, the national holiday. <laughs> the national holiday. I don't the know. The unofficial it's, national. It's kind of turning into a national holiday because you see more uh, cops out on yeah. that and, day, I noticed. And I think people in D.C., they were looking to pass out free joints to the Congress and anybody related to the Congress. Wow. And they got arrested. Oh, so it's like, you know, this could be a Jeff Sessions thing. This could be the aging. If they protest out there, I want them all arrested. Right. You know, that's the mentality these people have. Yeah. You know, it's like we're, we're stuck. I don't know people out there listening. I know we have people listening from around the world that tune in outside of America. I mean, I don't know if you guys understand the, what's going on here in our country. But, you know, we basically just think about the old man down the street who won't give you your ball back. That's who's in control right now. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's who's in charge right now. Right. They, they don't want you to have a good time because it doesn't measure up to their standards. So if you have a good time that they don't enjoy, they will make sure that you stop having that good time so they can be on the same level as us. Instead of them stepping up the, you know, the, to a notch a little bit to join us to have a good time, they would rather us not have a good time and let everyone else live like that. You know, you know it kind of sounds like in those other countries when the said dictator is like, nope, no music. Right. No nightclubs, no alcohol, no whatever. Kind of sounds like that. Just throwing it sounds out like there. An, Just uh, thought of that. Sounds like an Adam Ant song. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am a musician, so, you know, these things come out sometimes. Yeah. So, you know, so <laughs> April 20th was supposed to be a nice awareness for everybody. But when you have people with the mentality that just don't want to bend you know, towards your your way, or at least look into the possibilities of what you're talking about as being truthful, not just you know I want to get really high and fucked up and you know whatever. I, I they don't get it. They don't understand what this plant can do. That and they shouldn't be so worried about what everyone else is doing. Right. You know, That's what another people thing too. do in their own homes. Right. Not hurting anybody because they're total. Right. Why does that bother them? I don't know. Why does that bother them? It I, makes no sense, really. It's very aggravating to me. It really is, because again, it's like they, they, uh, this just, it's like they don't like feel like they're cool enough or, you know, they, maybe they're jealous of the cool kids that, that do this, you know, because I think when you, when you're going through high school and you see the kids who are, who are doing the drugs and the ones that aren't doing the drugs, the ones that aren't doing the drugs always look down on the ones that are. Right. So they have that pre, you know, that, uh, what was it be premeditated? You know, uh, what what would it be? Uh, like a, I wish I could do that, but I can't because I'm studying school and I got to get good grades. So I'm jealous of what of you're being able to do that without it getting. Could be. I mean, you know, so I, I feel like there is that a little bit of you know everyone's so happy and free to do these things that there's maybe a jealousy to that. That or it's you know sometimes I've seen that it's the super super religious people that are like that and one of their main things is don't judge and right. all they're doing all is the judging. judging all they do is judge yeah but, but what would it, what fun would it be if, if we all believed in the same thing though i mean like to a, well, like we don't a, have to believe in the same thing we can I mean, just, in, you know. in the religious realm i should right. say not because we also believe in the same thing of treating each other well right. and, uh, in our, the golden in our environment rule, man. right the golden rule hmm. right that's all i gotta live by and, and we do live on this planet so you know it's probably like cool to take care of it since you know we have to live here and if we're not here then we're floating around in sub how i don't even know how cold right. space is I you mean, explode. I, I would love to. <laughs> we'll love to dive into some alien talk about that. As far yeah. as us not being originally from this planet, right? You know, there there's a story about the um, Zachariah Stitchens. I just posted on our, on our aliens with gas page. Oh yeah, about some scrolls that they finally artifacts, man. Yeah, that they finally um, de, um, what would it be de- described or uh, translated? Translated. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> a scribe that just got described, everybody. <laughs> and and the and the possibility of what they came up with is pretty intense. Yeah. So, and it kind of goes along the lines of a lot of other things too. So, I mean, if you're going to start a race on a planet and you have to plant the seed of why they are here, I guess is that what maybe the Bible was for? Does maybe? Does, but you know, they're just gonna that tablet they found. They're just gonna go. Oh no! They were just making up a story. That was an entertainment piece. Like that was like one of our newspapers. Like they're just gonna try to discredit it, right? Because they don't want people to think. But there are people. More. There are people discrediting it though. 
Of course there because are. Because it's like, well, that's just his opinion of what it looks I mean, how do you know what it means? I mean, right. am I supposed to trust you if you're going to you know, identify what, you know, the bird versus the stick versus this, this, that? What's that mean? You right. Know? Someone who's always researched that. like Right. Yeah. So it took them uh, years, years to uh, translate this oh, thing. I'm sure. So they, uh, we'll talk about that next hour, too. Awesome. Yeah. And what else are we going to get into next hour besides bent lights? That's going to be the majority of the show. Right. It's going to be a very cool part of the show. Yeah. And if you want to find out what we're talking about, bentlight.com. Mm-hmm. is their website for more information on some of the images he's captured through this. He's on Facebook, too. Right. Go there, scroll through his photo albums. Very interesting stuff. Yeah. I mean, yeah, man, my head is spinning on so many possibilities of yeah. why yeah, just why we're here on this planet. It's so sciencey, man. Yeah, it's going to be very cool. <laughs> very sciencey. <laughs> <laughs> That's not even a word. <laughs> sure it is. Why? Why? I don't know. How would you actually spell that though? I have a box of bunny. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's a milk chocolate bunny. One of our um, EPs here at VoiceAmerica.com gave to us. Nice, Rich, uh, Robert Cholino. Thank you. Appreciate that. It's from Frankfurt Milk Chocolate Bunny. You know, <laughs> you last eat? week was uh, Easter. Are you gonna eat that bunny? It's been sitting on my desk for two weeks already. Do you start it on the ears or the butt when you or well, the feet? This is a different type of bunny because the the ears aren't separate; they're all one together, so right. the top of the head. But the most interesting thing about this box of chocolate is that it's made in the USA. And they're very proud that this chocolate is made in the USA. So I never really see that in a box of chocolates, you know? It's like, it's just kind of a weird stamp of approval to say, made in the USA, this bunny, so... It didn't ship across an ocean, that's great. Right. So it's got a lot of GMOs in it, probably. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know what's in it. It looks pretty simple as far as the ingredients go. It doesn't look too crazy, which is nice. It just depends where they get those ingredients. Yeah, do you want a piece of this? I mean, if, if, <laughs> if you're going to open it, <laughs> hey, you want a piece of this? So if you ate, this, if you, if you ate the bunny, this, so there's no tail. There's Nothing no tail, you can see. But if the, you open it, I will probably eat. It's chocolate, dude. Like, how do yeah, you not the ears, eat chocolate? I would go for the ears in this one. I'm going to take a photo of it. You can take a look at what I'm talking about. I actually got one of those. My mom gave me one of those, but I didn't eat it. My child did. She totally stole it out of the fridge, opened it up, and ate it. She's not even three. And was it something you were like totally looking forward to? Well, yeah, I was going to eat it, you know. Like my mom got it for me. It was nice, but right now all chocolates on sale. So <laughs> about that myself. All chocolate on sale. <laughs> Kevin's totally just taking a picture. Of I am he's, of my chocolate bunny. He's totally excited <laughs> right now. I'm in, well, you're talking. It's all good. <laughs> Give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much swearing in this house. Yeah. I like never swear. Because, you know, I can. And I, I mean, I, let me rephrase that. I never swear on this radio show. You haven't, so that's good for you. Yeah. But this, and again, this is the, the swearing version of the show until 3 right. p.m. Then we stop that, so you got to get out of your system. I just still feel guilty about it, man. And maybe it's just because of my age and knowing, like, the strife of radio. Right. They just get used to, the like... The strife of radio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. There's many films out there about it. Oh, stories. What do I want to play? I was going to play some uh, Mergens, a band from right here in Phoenix. Have you ever heard of them before? 
I don't think so. It's a very cool tune. It's a quickie. It's about three minutes and 29 nice. seconds. It's not really about three minutes and 29 seconds. It is three minutes and 29 <laughs> seconds. I always hate when like DJs always say like, you know, we're going to play, or that's a little Zeppelin, or here's, we're going to play a little Zeppelin for you. No, you're going to play a whole fucking song of Zeppelin. You're not going to play a little of it. <laughs> so take a listen to when, when DJs say those things. We got a little of this. No, you got the full fucking song. <laughs> that's what you have. It kind of feels good to curse. I don't know what it I is. Know. I just feel like, you He's know. He's like glowing, you guys. I, I think we, I, I think when you see the stupidity throughout the whole week the online, it just, it just frustrates you. Yeah, there's a it, lot of dumb stuff, There's man. a lot of dumb stuff. And, uh, you know, you saw the, I don't know if you saw the picture of, of the of the Oval Office with Kid Rock and yeah. Ted Nugent mm-hmm. and Sarah Palin with Donald Trump taking a photo op. I don't know. They had their hats on in the Oval Office. I think that was kind of tacky. That's pretty disrespectful. I think so, too. No matter who you are, no matter what it is, you're in the Oval Office. You should have your hats off. Yeah. That's just my thing. That's what I think. There's etiquette, man. Yeah. Like, don't let that go out the door. Right. (laughs) I know. That that goes out the door. What's what's next? I feel like it's going to be... Remember the Simpsons had the episode of uh, Anything Goes Day or whatever it was? Right. And they they had a carnival and they didn't really put all the the bolts in. But I don't care. Who cares, you know? Right. Everything went into a disaster. That's kind of how I feel like where we're at right now. Where we're going. Yeah. cares about that fuck the epa fuck you know let them pollute the the rivers you know no one cares we'll figure it's it's not a big deal to them you know whatever it is it's terrible well (sighs) and you know how there used to be or i always thought there was only one giant plastic trash circling whirlpool in the ocean do you know what i'm talking about the thing that's like all the plastic that converges where the tides converge right so it's like the size of texas wow there's five of them you guys really five giant pieces or pieces giant whirlpools of plastic and trash that's totally killing animals fishermen are when they're getting their fish like the mass amounts of fish and they're gutting them there's plastic inside there what are we eating that stuff is breaking down in their stomachs we're eating that meat with those of us who eat that stuff like and it's killing the fish man it's destroying the ocean people don't care I mean, you would think that, you you know, when you create your businesses, when you create your empires back in the day, when you didn't know that what you were doing was destroying the, the, the environment, fine. You know, you didn't know. And then they find out that you, you they do know that you're destroying the environment. So what do you do? You just tell them to hush up. Yeah. Don't mind our business, and we're, we're everything will be fine. Instead and let's of let's get rid of the EPA. Instead of changing <laughs> their ways to make it more suitable for the environment, right? So what's going on with that? Why is that even happening? Why is that even? And it, it's just it's frustrating why that's in charge right now. It's frustrating. That's why you know when you when you wanted to see what's going on in the world, it's like it's frustrating. You want to say fuck, you know. <laughs> You want to say, what the fuck, man? That's what you want to say. <laughs> the fuck is going on here? Who the fuck's in charge? So, it's true, man. So I thought, you know, going back to the picture with <laughs> <laughs> with Palin and Kid Rock and Ted Nugent, I thought, you know, kind of a little funny thing would be like, maybe they got together to come up with a music fest to compete against Coachella. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> It's possible. I'm telling you. Dynamite and Kerosene is the tune... Emergence is the band. We'll be back. We'll wrap up the first hour of the program with what? I have no fucking clue, <laughs> but it'll be something. So hang tight. I wish I had a counter going. Dynamite and Kerosene. That's Emergence from Phoenix, Arizona. As you are going global with gas. Man. That's Heidi Gad <laughs> hanging out. We're getting ready for some aliens in a few minutes. We I'm have excited. some good bands in Arizona, man. 
There is a scene here that unfortunately is a little, it's kind of fractured. There's a lot of places you can go see some music, which is great, but unfortunately it doesn't, it doesn't bring people together. Right. All in one area. That's the only thing that kind of bugs me a little bit about the scene out here is that you do have your, your Tempe scene, you have a Scottsdale scene, you have your downtown scene, but you know, a lot of cities have one area where there's a bunch of bars and everyone gets right. together in one area. And, and that's just where everyone goes. Right. So we need that here in Phoenix, I think. You need a centralized location of music and a, a row of bars like in Prescott. You have your Whiskey Row. Right. And even Austin's got your 6th Street. you got Sunset in L.A. Phoenix doesn't have that. No. We just don't. I wish we did. And there's room for that. There's no doubt about that. I know that for sure. Just got to figure out what area because people don't like to go out anywhere. So you got to find something that's, you know, amicable for all right. parties involved. That they're not going to go too far away from right. where they live. Like maybe the light rail touches it or. Right. Exactly. Because <sighs> I right. think that's why people don't venture out of their immediate area just because of an Uber ride or a taxi ride or. Right. You know, right. Walk, a walk home in some instances. That can get expensive if you go out every weekend, man. Exactly. All right, so that's Heidi Gadigan. I'm Kevin Gassman, and we are about wrapping up this part portion of the hour. And I'm looking over my notes, see what else I can chat about before we move on. I real quick, I, I uh, was looking online and I saw Kristen Dunst. Yeah, she did a song from the Vapor. She did a cover song, "Turning Japanese." Oh, I didn't realize she uh, did musician. Yeah, it was one of the <laughs> that she did musician. Is that what you just said? Yeah. <laughs> It's true. I said that. <laughs> I got to tell you, I'm so happy she did this. <laughs> Although the only thing about the song is that, you know, they, they kind of drown her vocals out a little bit, which I think is unfortunate because I'm hmm. sure she has a beautiful singing voice. Right. <laughs> I don't know her now, but um, it's, it's interesting. This is the video. It's all shot in, in Japan and she's got blue hair and I'm, I'm, I'm airing this from the, from the YouTube video and I gotta tell you, she's. I, I dated a girl who looked like Kristen Dunst once. Oh yeah. And I'm looking for another one that looks like Kristen Dunst because <laughs> she's. Uh, she does very well on this, by the way. She looks very hot in her blue hair. <laughs> she looks like a little Pokemon. Um, so listen to her voice. Yeah, she's got a little dress on. I mean, she's very cute in this video. I got your picture. So what do you think? It's not bad, dude. It's not bad, right? I mean, she's got her voice going in the background. And she has her own style. It's, it's not really accentuating her voice, though, I don't think, you know? I think it's kind of hidden a little bit, you know? Yeah, it's not, you know... Like that's if you like asked, a mixing thing, you know, like they could have... Well, I think they did on purpose. I don't think they... like. I mean, you think? I don't think they. Yeah, I don't it's think it's not they. that bad. She's got her own little style. It's kind of punky. Yeah, she's really hot. <laughs> That's the most important part because we know what the song's about, right? <laughs> Kevin, <laughs> don't blame me. Blame the vapors. That's, they're the ones that created the tune. Kevin's just like the song is about me. I didn't even know like first heard this song. <laughs> I didn't know that it, what it was about, obviously, because I was like 12 when it came out, or 11, whenever it came out. Right. And then we realized, oh, yeah, that really makes sense now. <laughs> and now she's doing it. Yeah. yeah. That's good. All right. My man crush here. My man, my man crush. My, 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 <laughs> where did that come from? That was weird. <laughs> I, I had no explanation where that came from. 
<laughs> there was nothing gay about that. I just didn't know where <laughs> that came from. Uh, My crush. There you go. How about that? <laughs> that, was, that was weird. I'm stopping that song. Let's get out of here. <laughs> we'll dying. Dying. Oh my gosh, that was awesome. Bye. You know why? It's because you sweared so much. I probably. Up in smoke That's where my money goes In my lungs And sometimes up my nose When troubled times Begin to bother me I take a toke and all my cares go up in smoke. <laughs> up in smoke, donde todo es libre. There are no signs que dicen. Y me doy un buen toque Y después I choke Y todos mis cares Go up in smoke Come on, let's go get high Up in smoke That's where I want to be So it's safe to talk about flying saucers and people from outer space, people who may be circulating among us now. What if I told you I'd take you to a place you'd never been and do something to you that's never been done? You got to check it out, little boogie-woogie on your brain. Open your mind real wide now. Now. Kind of grabs you by the boo boo, don't it? I can hear my hair growing. I'm freaking out, man. You are freaking out, man. My name is Carl Wolf, and I was a precision electronics photographic repairman with a top secret crypto clearance in the United States Air Force. I was stationed at Langley Air Force Base in Virginia. In 1965, um, in mid-1965, I was loaned to the Lunar Orbiter Project at NASA on Langley Field. 
Dr. Colley was in charge of that project. They had problems with a piece of uh, electronic equipment that was bottlenecking their production of photographs. I went to the facility, and when I walked into the facility, there were scientists from all over the world. I was stunned, actually, to see people at a NASA project uh, from all over the world. It didn't make any sense to me initially. Um, I was taken into the laboratory where the equipment was malfunctioning. I couldn't repair it in the dark. I asked to have it removed. A uh, airman second class was in the dark room at that time. I was also an airman second class. Um, I was interested in how the whole process functioned, how the data got from the lunar orbiter to the laboratory. I asked the young man if he described the process to me. He did. About 30 minutes into the process, he said to me, um, in a very distressed way, um, by the way, we've discovered a base on the backside of the moon. And then he proceeded to put photographs down in front of me, and clearly in these photographs were structures, uh, mushroom-shaped buildings, spherical buildings, and towers. And at, at that point, I was very concerned because I knew we were working on compartmentalized security. He had breached security, and I was actually frightened at that moment. And I did not question him any further. And a few moments later, someone did come into the room. Um, I worked there for three more days, and I remember going home and naively thinking, I can't wait to hear about this on the evening news. <laughs> and here it is more than 30 years later, and I will testify under oath before Congress. Aliens. With gas and Carl Wolf, wow. the precision electronics photographic repairman, talking about, dude, why did you tell me about this? <laughs> I didn't need to know. You got me in trouble, guy. Oh, man. Giving him undisclosed. Well, you know, we had Ken Johnston on, and he had those photographs. Right. So... Interesting, the mushroom tops, the towers and other b buildings, sphere spherical looking and stuff like yeah. that. And, you know, I mean, you got to wonder if each one is its own alien race, you know, or yeah. as far as like architecture goes for. Well, and what's underground, you know, sure. like maybe that's just like a top ventilation right. where they keep all the, you know, stuff that makes the place run. Right. So that was back in 1965 where they found out that they had a, there was a base being on the yeah. other side of the moon. 1965, so you're looking at you know almost 20 years later from Roswell. Right. So in 20 years, I mean, obviously the, the buildings and bases on the moon have probably been there for I don't know who knows how a long. long time. Sure, maybe when the moon was put there in the first place. Right. You know, the theories are that the that moon we have right now is not the not the moon that was originated here on this planet, or the other theory is that that moon was here before this planet was here. Yeah, and also that it's a spaceship. I think. <laughs> it was put here. I think there used to be a moon around this planet, and they kicked it out. Get out of here. <laughs> this is our space. And they set up shop and to watch us. Yeah. So I'm sure that moon has been maybe at other planets for certain times and stuff like that. Well, maybe that's why we've been getting so many of these UFO sightings right now. They're just watching us, you know. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of uh, videos. I posted one on our Aliens with Gas page, and it's from China. This is UFO flashing beams down to the ground and... Someone commented, well, that's just a hologram from your government. It's possible, but I don't know. I mean, right. I mean, what's the pr purpose of them doing a hologram? Is it a test somewhere and, and hopefully that someone can capture our test on their cameras? I mean, you would think that if they want to be covert. They wouldn't do it in front of people. Either that or they're just getting people prepared. They're getting them more used to seeing something. Softening the blow? Yeah. Is that what it is? I think so. Well, we're going to soften the blow here today. We're going to uh, disclose some really cool information 
that re- is relatively new to the world of aliens and the extraterrestrials yeah. and, and and all the yeah. above. Science and all of that. Right. Bent Light will be joining us very soon, and that is just the website, bentlight.com. You can check that out and follow along as we broadcast for the next hour discussing uh, aliens. <laughs> with gas. <laughs> we are the Extraterrestrial Rock Show, too. We like to play a lot of music. So if you have a request for tunes that are alien-related, then please let us know. Our email is awgradio at gmail.com. If you have any requests, maybe you have a guest that wants to be on the show. Maybe you know somebody who we should be contacting. That's our email to find us. Or just go to our website, alienswithgas.com. So we are also broadcasting live on the radio Sunday nights at 10 p.m. on 99.1 FM in the East Valley and 93.9 FM in the West Valley of Phoenix, Arizona. And that is on Sunday night. And then you catch the podcast version on Monday morning. So we have a story on our page yeah. about these, the Sumerian, is that what are the Sumerian tablets? Yeah. It's a uh, Zacharias Stitchin find. Right. He's been working years to figure out the uh, translation of it. Yeah, I read he uh, worked on it for 20 years. And he himself has been translating Sumerian tablets for over 50. Which is a lot because, I mean, how do you figure out what the images mean and what's, you know, you have to kind of, you see it in different spaces and places. You got to decipher the cipher, man. Because if I looked at that, I'd get a big headache. <laughs> I'd be like, you know what? Let somebody else do that. I don't want to be a, a bother He's on it. He's got to have a huge passion for it, man, because I can't imagine it's uh, anything less than tedious. So did you read the, you read the article, right? Uh, yeah. So basically, these uh, these tablets are what are being translated into the story or, or an autobiography of an extraterrestrial from a planet called Nuburu. <laughs> I said it right. He says the ET's name was Enki, E-N-K-I, because I think that name's been around for a while. I think that kind well, of yeah. pops up, doesn't it? Yeah, it has. You know, there's numerous meanings of it throughout cultures as well. So basically, I'm reading it from the, the website, CuriousMindMagazine.com, if you want to follow along, saying that this autobiography starts a long time ago before the emergence of Homo sapiens, or us as a species. It said it starts with Enki's account of the arrival on Earth along with 20 other astronauts and his wife in search of a material that would allow for life to perpetuate on their planet, hmm. gold. So they were mining gold, and they got tired of mining gold, and they decided, well, let's create our own beings to mine it for us. <laughs> So the wife of Enki is the one who's got the the science degree, and she's the one that came up with, I guess, a little bit of who we are now. Not all of us, obviously, but uh, someone that uh, they mixed our DNA with, basically. Hmm. That's the theories, dude. That's what they said. So Enki got the idea to create servants by mixing DNA with the already existing hominids of Earth. Slaves. And we're still slaves, everybody. Well, we kind of are, right. So the goal, basically, for them and their planet was to reflect and de- de- reflect the radioactive, you know, uh, space material that was, you know, coming at yeah, their planet. Waves and whatnot. Right. Kind of like an atmosphere, which we have, and hopefully we keep since you know, the pays take. So they say. <laughs> obviously, everyone thinks Nibiru is going to come back and swing right. by, and what they say, but when it did last time, it caused the great floods, which every religion has a right story about that. Well, and you know, when giant bodies of things come in the atmosphere, it causes that with gravity and whatnot. Because doesn't like Nibiru go around like, uh, I can't remember how many thousands of, hundreds of thousands of years, something, I can't remember the number off the top of my head. 
But that would make sense if they just jumped over on the planet at that time when it was close instead of trying to fly. Right. You think they're coming near us? Let's check out that place and see what's up. Yeah. You think they got close enough where it's destroyed? They say it's a cycle of 10,000 years Nuburu comes around. Yeah, that's what it was. Right. So the... Uh. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's a fascinating story. I mean, people are either going to buy it or you're not going to buy it. You know, it's, I mean, that's pretty much what the whole genre of aliens that he teases is all about, is it not? Mm-hmm. You either buy it or you don't buy it. I mean, it's your, 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 your option. Well, and maybe when they were swinging by the last time, that's when they put on that uh, their base on the moon. Just saying. Possibly. I mean, but if there's so many different races on the moon, I'm sure there's, you know, not just one specific you know alien race who are watching us so there's probably hundreds of them up there yeah you know and then but if they get along well how come we can't get along well right. ourselves right <laughs> so you think if they were enemies that the backside of the moon would be a big war zone all the time unless they're up there gambling and, and whoever wins the hand gets, uh, <laughs> gets us for the next x number of years right <laughs> right exactly um <laughs> so what we're gonna do is we're gonna play our first song all right do it and then we'll, we'll come back and then we'll we'll talk for a few minutes and then we'll get on bent light yeah so that conversation is going to happen you you got your you got your science stuff ready to go right yeah i got some sciencey stuff okay because for me um you know i failed science in high school <laughs> <laughs> i was actually pretty good at it i was i was actually what i had i was yeah i was just bad <laughs> <laughs> chemistry class is really difficult but you know if you don't use it you lose it man like i was like reading through stuff this week and i'm like oh yeah i totally forgot i knew that oh yeah and so it was pretty cool that my brain is still able to you know, acknowledge its previous learning. So I, instead of like, well, I was so bad at chemistry that they put me in an earth science class actually, <laughs> which meant basically it was the easiest thing in the world. <laughs> this is water and it comes from a creek. And I was like, <laughs> that's really <Yeah>. basic stuff. <laughs> earth science was weird. All right. All right. Lava comes out of a volcano. Right. <laughs> exactly. All right. So let's play this. Now, somebody, our, our friend uh, on Facebook posted this because we, we asked for some music from bands and what kind of songs are, are alien related and what have you. So this is the Randells and the tune is called Martian Hop. So it's a doo-wop song. <laughs> and I'll tell you about it when we come back right here on Alien. With Gas. <laughs> With gas. <laughs> the Randells and Martian Hop. 1963. I love uh, that song. Two years before we found out there was a bass on the back of the moon. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be my uh, dance party song with my munchkin tonight. I have. <laughs> <laughs> Aliens with Gas is the program you're tuned into right here. <laughs> By the way, you can find us online at Facebook, Instagram. Just type in Aliens with Gas, two S's. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, the website of alienswithgas.com. If you want all the shows and all the archives, they are on our SoundCloud page or tune in iTunes. iTunes. Yeah. So all the, all that above and, yep. and so beyond. Go click some follow buttons. Right. Exactly. Do it. So I, I, <laughs> <laughs> we got about five minutes before we give, give uh, Will a call. Okay. And he's back east right now. He's tuning in. And I mean, he's excited because he hasn't had a chance to talk to anybody about right, this. Right. Yeah. So. And it was just that real random moment I came across uh, his page a few weeks ago. Really, it wasn't even that long ago. Right, I randomly saw it, and I was like, "What is this? This is awesome! Right, right. This stuff is weird, man, and I like it." Yeah, <laughs> and we're gonna get into that. I mean, I almost yeah. want to call him right now. <laughs> right, to give him a little, give him a little heads up on that. Um, call in Ben Light, just do it. Yeah, but 
we, you heard from last week, we posted that, not last week, for two weeks ago, the by Parker, Arizona, the UFO sighting. Yeah, Any news I haven't from heard that from that guy. I need to re-message uh, him because right. he wanted to know about the show, and I told him. Um, so I don't know if he's into it or not. But Was this a mass sighting? Um, yeah, there were um, people on the California side because right over there at Parker. Near Parker is where it was, Arizona. Right. Give people an idea where that's at. Um, that is on the west side of our state. Like along on the, the California along the California side. Between Um, I feel like is it a little more I think it's a little more south. So it's not quite like down to Yuma. Is but Yuma south? Yeah, Yuma's all the all the way yeah. in the south. Dang, I was just looking at Arizona map yesterday, south looking at cool. counties and <laughs> I can't even Aren't you from Arizona? I am, but you should know every nook and cranny of this state. I know there's so many. <laughs> I just, you know, I'm I'm a creature of habit, so there's the places right. I just go that I know are cool and not haunted, or you know, I try to stay away from the scary places. Right. <laughs> right. I'm going to send Will a, a ready note. Maybe we can get him going right away here, and we'll. I'm just excited to talk about this bent light thing because you know we know light carries information. And that's kind of what his uh, whole thing is. We know it does. We know it's electromagnetic radiation. Well, the theory right now is that they're all around us all the time. Yeah. I mean, that's always kind of been a theory. But apparently with this technique, you'll be able to see them. Right. Because we don't know how the dimensions work. Are they interdimensional? Are they really just out somewhere? Or can they like cast their dimension onto our dimension? Like. How does everything? We don't know how everything really works. So right. when someone figures something out, we should listen. Right. And Will from Benton Light um, has found something, and we're going to talk to him right now. Will is with us. Good afternoon. Uh, thank you for joining the show, Will. Hi guys. Thanks for having me on. Uh, it's been it's a pleasure to have you on. I'm looking forward to this conversation as we've been chatting all week long online to you know psych everyone else up here with this conversation. Heidi's the uh, one who found you, and uh, thanks for joining us on the program today. I'm looking forward to it. Not a problem. Tell us a little bit about how you got into this whole bending light thing. Hi, Heidi, and thanks. Hi. Um, <laughs> well, here's the thing. Aliens are 100% real, and now I can actually prove it with science. Awesome. So years ago, I had light coming in through my window. I was living in California, and I had a water bottle, so I started to mess with the light and I took a picture of the light refracting onto a black metal object and I took a picture of what seemed to be like a rainbow. Inside that picture I seen images of things appearing such as people and towns so seven years later I decided to round up some equipment. I went outside had a good sunny day and I took my first photographs of sunlight refracted and projected to steel. After reviewing the photographs, the very first session that I had, some very unexplained objects appeared. So I'm curious about this. As far as you putting it on a metal background, was this something that was the only thing that was working for you? Or were there other type of backgrounds you used? Or why a metal background? Well, originally, seven to eight years ago, the, the the metal that I projected the light to, I just found what I could find. I'm a painter by trade, so I paint houses, and I had a metal paint and spackle mixer laying around, so I grabbed that because I knew I needed a black surface to project the light to so I could take a digital photograph of the light. 
Right. So that way the things inside the light would just appear better when you were going to zoom in on stuff and whatnot. And now the things that are appearing in the light are actual images of aliens. So the aliens are not in the light. At least I don't think they are. But I do know they are completely aware that I can see them. So are you seeing in this light, because you're seeing it in real time and, you know, we, we get to see the photo. Now, is, are they moving in the light or is it pretty much a still picture when you're, when you're staring at it? That's a great question. While I'm doing the experiment, I don't see anything. I have the laptop set up and I have the light, the water. Um, I start taking photographs for around 30 minutes. But at the time of the actual photographs, I can't see anything. So I don't know if anything is appearing. It's not till after you review the photographs oh. is when you can actually see the unexplained entities appear in the light. That could be possibly because they move too fast for our human eye to see. Do you ever think about do, do you do fast burst photos? You have you done like a you know a long term frame to take a photo to see if it you know if you kept a frame open for about five or ten seconds? Have you have you tried that uh, yet or? Well, I, I do take as much photographs as I can. So I would sit there and take, I, I don't think fast bursts, I haven't tried, but I do as fast as my computer can take images, I take them. And uh, I did catch one of the, uh, the spirit images. It, it caught him for like two frames before you could see him start to form. And then he moved to the right, you could see him start to form more. And then boom, he was like right there in your face. And then by the next frame, he was gone. Wow. Well, we know that the speed of light is 671 million miles per hour. <laughs> 186,000 miles a second. Right. So it's it makes sense to me, at least, that in either if they're, whether they're in there and it's just like an interdimensional kind of a thing you're catching or whether it's um, a information they're sending. Like, you know, we send video images to one another now. We have the ability to do that. What if they're just... You know, shooting out like they're like radio, like, hey, we're here. That's a good point, Heidi. And I was just on your Instagram page and saw an actual photograph of an alien. You did on my Instagram page? On um, the aliens with gas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I took the photo that you had, which shows the, the, the you know, the, the almost E.T. looking head. It almost looked Cor- like E.T. Correct. And they have a gold reflective eyes. And um, you notice he has no nose. It's just two holes where his nose would go, like a nostril hole, and an upside-down mouth. And his skin is more, like, leathery. And, you know, to me, it is what a lot of people have, um, I guess, projected them to look like, which could mean one thing. A lot of people have actually had physical contact with these aliens. But there are so many different species out there. I mean, this is just one of them. Have you, have you caught different different styles of aliens in, in your light, or has this pretty much been the same-looking face? That's a good question. The very first photograph, um, I caught them off guard. So I do not believe they knew that we humans had the ability to see them yet. And there was some type of ritual going on. There was a man and a tall robe with a pointy hat and the robe was shiny and there was another man a bald man wearing like a black suit and he was kneeled down in front of the other man wearing the robe and he seemed to have a bowl and the guy standing up was washing something in his hands 
And then on the bottom right, you saw the image of like a human figure face. And all these entities look to be human. So with that said, that was the first photograph. They didn't see me. The second photograph that I took, they were looking right in. And that was when the, the alien showed up with the gold reflective eyes. And then also within the same week, the human spirit image of a human soul appeared too. And every single photograph since the very first photograph, they appear to be looking in. So they, they're acknowledging that I'm seeing them. And about the species, so far I have cataloged myself over five different species that I can say I've successfully cataloged. And the bald man is one of the only ones that have appeared in over five different photographs. So he seemed to go and bring other types of entities over and then pointed into and saying, see, look, he can see me. Hmm. So it was very strange indeed. One of the, the, one of the entities he brought looked to be like an Indian, but like aquatic, like he was a marine human entity, like he was underwater, but he was above, very strange phenomena. So you did this in, in California when you first started, and, and now you're back east in the East, in the east Coast. Are, are you seeing the same exact thing? Because in, in my mind, I can think maybe you're capturing a spot in time from that geographical location only, or does that not matter? I do not believe it matters. Um, with the sun, and anything is possible. So with this, this is a new discovery. But anywhere you can access the sun, as long as you can demodulate the light properly on a macroscopic level you can pull the data that is inside the light so it seems that these extraterrestrials are using our sun to not only observe us but they could watch us and they could listen but they may be using it for travel as far as data i honestly don't know but i do know that the sun is our link to them because of the radiation and the electromagnetic field it produces, probably. But you've contacted, like, other science organizations about this. Like, you've actually tried contacting some, correct? Correct. In 2015, I first made the discovery. The first people I contacted with NASA, and I never got a reply back. I did contact SETI Institute, which is the Search for Extraterrestrial Intelligence, they're in California. I contacted them in 2015. They deleted my research that I posted on their page. They also banned me from even commenting, posting, or liking on their page. And in the same month they banned me, they created Active SETI called METI, which is the um, messaging extraterrestrial intelligence. So, so METI is trying to contact ET. So it seems that they know contact has been established, but they're not accepting my contact, but they're trying to just find their own. Does that make sense? Yeah. So they're saying that you found a way to do this and they're not going to use your way, but they'll use your way without giving you credit. 
That sounds about <laughs> right. So mm, that's weird. Yeah, that's well. I think SETI's kind of you know, and I'm, I posted this question a couple weeks ago on our Instagram, thinking that is NASA a dog and pony show. Right. Um, SETI is part of that program, I think, as well. It's, just, it's a sideshow, thinking like we're, we're looking, we're looking, but we already know that we've been contacted, right. and we already know that you know they're we're in works and talks with these alien races that are part of this planet as we speak. So, yeah. I mean, that's one of the things people think, and and you know here. You're not talking about aliens that are specifically on this planet. You're talking about aliens that are what, in an inner dimension that's that's kind of in the same flow and time that we're in right now. They could be either a an an alternate alternate dimension, or they could be in another galaxy. See, if, with quantum entanglement and quantum teleportation, which is new types of communication platforms that do not rely on cables, fiber optics. Or, or pretty much anything, they can ha- be on the other side of the universe and contact us in an instant, in a matter of seconds, using that technology. So they could be in another universe, they could be in another galaxy, or they could exist right here alongside of us, but invisible to our naked eye. So what are they doing? They're tapping into our, our, our sunlight beams, and is that how they kind of uh, make their way through us to us? Correct. It's called star-to-star communication, and this is a very new concept. And you'll see if you were to Google free space optical communications, this is a new communications platform that the government is already using, DARPA and uh, the NSA. The NSA has their own quantum computers as we speak. But they're able to transfer information wirelessly from point A to point B using photons, which is light, and they could transfer this information to anywhere in the universe as long as they have a target acquired. So the aliens could actually be using the same technology, and as long as we have access to the light, they can entangle the light that I'm seeing, so maybe they wanted to be found. That is a question. Well, it makes sense because a photon is like the smallest visible subatomic particle in our electromagnetic field. So it just it makes it makes sense in my science brain to like how this could even be possible. You know, like they attach that somehow they find a way to commun to attach a communication to that, just like how we have cell phones. You know, or satellites in the sky, or satellites or lasers. Like it's all related, man. Well, NASA is using lasers as we speak to um, transfer data in the visible spectrum, but um, they could transfer around 900 gigabytes a second using lasers. Wow. And this is still outdated technology compared to what we're discussing these aliens are using and what I discovered using light is uh, the quantum entanglement, the quantum teleportation, like Einstein said he said it's spooky action at at a distance. Mm-hmm. One of my first one of my first photographs was a picture of a ghost and I was like that's pretty spooky. <laughs> so that's why I chose Einstein as the uh, profile picture. <laughs> yeah, and you can see that online on Facebook is Benton Light. We have Will from Benton Light discussing what Benton Light is and let me ask you this, you know, there's no verbal obviously communication, it's just a photo. You're seeing images are you getting any kind of message through these images or is it just pretty much that's all it is what you're seeing? There's nothing 
uh, communicating with you, you know, telepathically? That's a great question. Um, the very first year, activity was very high, but not. I, I don't hear them. I, all I can do is just see their pictures, and then from the pictures, I can. My mind can create these theories that are just out of this world. But the first year of contact with them, I haven't been able to talk to them, but they did start visiting very frequently. Uh, at one time, it was a very large orange spear. It was very, it was transparent. It had like a black substance swirling around inside. And it came very close to, to my house. And, and I, I looked at it. I called my wife. She's seen it. And then I started to walk towards it. And it slowly just moved away. But that same year, I would go outside at night and I would look up at the sky and it's like, why did I discover this? Should I continue promoting this? And they would always appear for me like stars, like a star would appear and it would answer my question. So I, don't, I can't talk to them, but they have been giving me signs to keep me interested. And now I have continued to where I don't need them to keep me focused. Now I just, I know it exists and I just got to tell people I've made contact with aliens. Have you tried using like a super magnet at all with uh, your light bending technique? Curious. I heard about from a physicist I was discussing. He told me that I should definitely have a compass with me. But as far as magnets, I have heard that floated around. But I'm, I'm I've been unable to test other equipment and other stuff. I try to continue to test what works and what I know works because I do not have the funding to do this experiment on a larger scale. So I know I've already captured photographs of them. So I keep up with my original method for now until I can continue to get more photographs of them. And hopefully my goal is to have scientists see this for what it is and investigate it themselves and be able to make a permanent contact with these aliens. Have you tried contacting any scientists? like? Or any science institutions aside from, you know, the, you know, big government ones or? Yes. Every week I contact um, new scientists and try to give them, get them on board. I, I've contacted thousands. I've sent out thousands of emails to, to multiple physicists. I've spoke with physicists from um, a dark matter uh dark matter laboratory, which is located, I believe, in Montana. I can't remember the name. But um, it seems that none of these guys are interested, in it, and I just do not understand why. Maybe, I don't know, unless they already have it figured out, but they're not allowed to say anything. <laughs> Sometimes they... I feel like I'm on the Truman Show, you know? I've made contact, <laughs> I've seen these aliens, I tell these guys, hey, these are aliens, this is what you're looking for, and it's like they just ignore right. the facts. And they just continue on like I don't exist. It's just interesting to me how clear some of the photos are that if you think about it, like, okay, you know, some people might be like, oh, there's just, you know, light, like random things happen. And, you know, it's like when you look at the popcorn. Yeah. Like when you look at the popcorn ceiling, how you (laughs) You start to see, like, you know, Homer Simpson's head starts (laughs) popping out or whatever. (laughs) But um, for it to be like so clear, like that's just what really gets me. And, you know, it just makes sense we know quantum physics exists we know you know there's electromagnetic energy we know there's radiation all these things like and to know that we don't know so much 
it just it's a possibility to me that's all i'm saying that's my point <laughs> I, I don't that's a great point heidi Thanks. and i don't want to to say any names that people scientists that i've been discussing my work with but you know some have told me the same thing well that's just your pareidolia or optical caustics um but the problem with both those explanations, and I can tell you now, is pareidolia is when you see objects and you make faces out of them. Well, the objects that appear in my images are light and light alone. And it has been proven that light is data, information. So there's no way to really successfully say, hey, that's not what you say it is, because light is information. So there's really no way of proving the objects that appear the aliens are not aliens right do you understand so it really baffles me I, one of the scientists that i spoke to i could say this one uh, peter davenport the head of the ufo uh, network where you call in hey i've reported a ufo i talked to him he emailed me back and he asked me to turn the camera around and take a picture of the actual alien Oh, man. That would be, he said that would be more proof. That's like super unprofessional. <laughs> to do. But, but he said that he also claimed, and this is on my page, he also claimed that it looked like I was taking photographs of the bumper of a car. But you put the original images before you get your zoom in action on, right? I have released some of the uh, original images. And as you can see, the objects are very small. The detail, like, with the alien or the human soul, we'll use those as an example. If you take a quarter and you look at the face on the quarter, the objects that are appearing on my images are smaller than a quarter. I would say maybe the size of a dime. And the detail to the images is almost laser precision. So this can not be anything but artificial and it's definitely not humans creating this it's definitely something new so i would have to tell you 100 percent. i i believe i've made contact the first person to make official contact with aliens using this new advanced physics technique we're talking with will from bent light what's your background will you said you were a photographer and you're into that it was is that your main career and profession or are you a scientist are you what do you do Actually, what I do is I paint houses, and I've been painting houses for around 10 years. I was a beekeeper for two days, <laughs> and that didn't last long, but I've done a number of things. You know, I do construction, I do painting, I do plumbing, right. I work on cars, so I'm just a regular guy who used to make music and, you know, just do regular things, play video games, so as far as science, I'm not into the science and I was never into science but I had an idea I went out I told people hey I'm gonna go outside and I'm going to do this technique and I'm gonna communicate with ghosts I originally thought I would just see ghosts and to my surprise it was more than just spirits it was aliens and ghosts at the same time so there was uh, one guy I don't want to mention any names like I said he he told me that this is a scientist he told me that the science community is not going to take me seriously and has labeled me as a nut because I have no science background. Hmm. 
Yeah, I said the same. But the proof of the photos doesn't convince them at all. I mean, this is something you stumbled upon and did a simple little test, and now you got this whole formula. Uh, anybody can do this, is that right? You kind of have a, a how-to system, for, but it's, it's a little involving as well. So, um, you know, showing them the proof of what you have, you know, obviously you need them to see and almost be there with you when you do this ne- next experiment, right? Is that true? Do you, would you need them to follow your steps to show that you, what you're doing is legit? That's a great question. Um, I follow the scientific method and you know, you have a hypothesis, you come up with an idea, then you build an experiment to test your hypothesis and then you test it over and over and over to see if you get the same results. And I have been continuing this experiment for three years now, two and a half, and I've continued to get results And now once you have your results, that becomes your burden of proof. Then you bring that to the science community and say, hey, this is my hypothesis. This is my theory. This is the experiment to test my theory. Here is the evidence that proves my theory. And now you give that to them and they're supposed to prove you wrong. Right. Well, and you can, you know, there's just because like somebody doesn't go to school for science doesn't mean that they can't understand science like especially in our day and age of the internet you can essentially put yourself through school on any subject you are interested in or become interested in and there's plenty of scientific discoveries that have happened by people who weren't scientists like per se like right you know that's usually how it happens right so let me ask you will on this when you bend the light what's the size of the light you're creating is it kind of just a ray uh, you know maybe a couple inches wide or are you able to bend the light into this, you know, maybe onto a wall, maybe a big 10-foot type of spread? Are you able to do that? Possibly if you were to magnify the light. But at the level that I have and the tools that I use, it is around one inch to two inch surface area. I, I, I bend the light with the water and I, I project that through a lens. So it's almost, instead of like having a telescope and looking out into space, I'm doing the exact opposite. I'm taking incoming light and refracting it and then looking at the solar spectra of our actual star and taking digital photographs of the solar spectra on a macroscopic level, which is around an inch to two inch of light that they are appearing in. I'm just curious. This is another hypothesis to throw out there. Do you think they're living in the sun? Is that possible, you think? Possibly, if you were to be able to transfer to another dimension, the sun could maybe not be as hot. So maybe instead of having the sun, if you were in a higher realm, a higher dimension, the energy of the sun would be accessible, but you could still exist where the sun could be because there would be nothing there because it's in an alternate dimension. But if you knew in that alternate dimension that the sun was there, you may be able to extract the energy from the sun through the multidimensional physics right. so you could use it. So you could still exist there so it wouldn't be hot. It's a possibility. Right. I mean, they show those the photos of that one UFO that looks like it's fueling up at the sun right. then it takes off. <laughs> yeah, there's so many of those out there, too. Right. So you got to wonder if... They you get know, deleted the really sun, quick the sun could be it. Right. It could be a world for another uh, species and race. Maybe what you're seeing is you know a reflection from the sun itself inside. I mean, you're picturing... You know, people and images inside this light refraction, and 
You know, uh, I mean, are you seeing anything else besides people? Or, I mean, you said you see a couple other images. Are you seeing uh, flying objects? Are you seeing uh, anything, uh, buildings or anything? On my page, I have uh, the UFOs, uh, the spears. And there were multiple spear, like metallic objects that I was able to take photographs of. One was a very large cigar-shaped craft that had pyramid markings and then had a small spear attached to it and then to the right of it there was a giant ship with a strange marking in the very center and um so i have been able to photograph objects uh ufos i've been able to photograph uh pyramids there was a photograph of a floating pyramid and also an alien entity riding on a beam of light looking through an old telescope the spyglass that was uh invented by galileo so objects do appear and there is also once a city it looked like large buildings in the background so a lot of strange things going on inside the light so interesting man. i was curious uh, maybe you could maybe are you do you think you're you say they notice you looking at them so have you ever asked them a question or you ever try to see you know like Hey, get the family together. Let's take a photo, you know, just to see if they would respond to maybe a group shot or something like that. I, don't, I mean, I don't know because, <laughs> you know, like I said, they're, they're tapping into acknowledging you're acknowledging them. I'm wondering if they would be able to hear you if you had requested something in a, in a weird and strange way. Before I captured the pyramid, I was asking them to, to you know, show me things. So I don't talk out loud, but I do in my mind just, just sometimes think. And occasionally they would throw in something, you know, that was relate to my question. But the problem with that is, you know, I, I, I can't keep track of everything. It's a lot of data to upkeep. So I, I can't tell you what I was thinking in every single sure. one. But there has been a few occasions where I've asked and they would show one was animals. I asked them to show me some animals, and uh, they showed me a giraffe and a tiger mixed in together, which was very strange. Hmm. Well, I got you. So, yeah, that is that's very strange. Maybe they, they try. They hear us. Maybe they tried different DNA uh, until they got it right, and that's what Earth is. And maybe mm. maybe they didn't get it right with us. Who knows? You know, the the theory we just talked about this uh, Zacharias Ditchin fine with the Sumerian tablets. He's been uh, trying to figure out what they mean, talking about how we could be, you know, gen- genetically modified beings just to mine gold for a certain race on Nuburu. All the all the fun stuff, you know. Um, but also that you know we're in this solar system that's pretty far outside of our our galaxy, and you know, are we out here on purpose? So we wouldn't have to communicate with too many close neighbors. Are they are they watching us from a distance to make sure? Because I think where they're at in everyone else's center of the universe or center of the galaxy, you know, time is going to be different. You know, the way they live is going to be different. And here we are in the, you know, <laughs> yeah, fast food, in society, the hillbilly, the hillbilly like. <laughs> part of the universe, you know, and, and uh, maybe they just put us out here on a certain reason, the, the, all, all far out in the distance that they're keeping an eye on. And maybe this is one way they can uh, do that for us. That sounds about right. And the way you just described that, I've been putting a lot of thought into this. And I've come to the conclusion after reviewing all of my research that that we are them. We are the actual aliens. That's been something I thought when I was a kid. I figured, you know, down the road through evolution, way, way ahead of our time, we will become them. And they're just looking back on what they used to be. Or like like you said, maybe they're just 
maybe they created us and they're just keeping tabs on us. They got to monitor us because I honestly believe that they need us. So basically our soul is light and once you pass away, your soul travels back. So I believe that our soul is advanced technology and that the aliens that we call them are using the technology to experience life here on Earth. So they're basically beaming down their consciousness to Earth so they can be physical down here, have their fun, blah, 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 and then beam back after their life here is done, and then they go back to being physical wherever they are in the universe. So so Earth could basically be a universal playground for these extraterrestrials. That's fascinating. It's interesting. There's so many theories, though. That's yeah. the beauty of this is that we don't know. We can speculate all we, all we want to speculate, yeah. but when you have to come down to it, you, you really have to narrow down to a couple legit you know, reasons of why we're here, what we're here for, because... I think once we figure that out, I mean, obviously life on this planet would change dramatically right. if we found out the real truth of who we are and what and where we're from. You know, do you, I mean, I don't think we're actually from this planet. My theory is we're not from this planet. I just don't think we are because, you know, this being Earth Day, whatever it is, I just don't feel like we're in tune with the planet as much as we should be if we were from this place. Yeah, well, I'm almost positive that that we must be from somewhere there's there's a meaning for us to be here and if you would see you know what's going on globally and politically it's like one last step to to take as much oil as you can and try to just do as much as you can before the truth is known and and the truth that will be known is that we are not possibly from earth and there is energy out there that we may be able to tap into to not have to use a single resource on Earth ever again. It is a cash and grab. I mean, they're trying to get as much as they can out of it, and before the well runs dry, I, I totally agree with that. And and they're just kind of like, well, let's just get what we can before we can't get it anymore. Yeah, it's <laughs> terrible. And you're right, and I think you are right that this is the last grasp effort, I think, for them, or the last gasp effort, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> that they are struggling because once the truth comes out, they, they won't be needed anymore. And 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 who are they? Is it a, another alien race controlling us? Is it you know what is it? What, why is there a portion of our human being species that wants to destroy and deplete this planet of its resources, while there's other species of our human race that don't? Why is why aren't we all together in the same boat? Right. Why why is that why not happening? Why do we have to be so divided, man? Right, right. And why are and why are the aliens showing themselves now? That means we are at a critical level where we need their intervention to correct whatever futuristic path is in our, our way so we can alter the history of this planet and start to reverse, you know, all these global changes and, and unite the people of the world. You know, this discovery has the potential to unite the entire world under one belief system, but it's not a belief system it's actual truth and fact like hey we can communicate with another civilization and they're telling us this is this and this is that this is real this is not so it's going to be very interesting once the scientists you know look into this further and make their own contact we're going to be able to communicate with these entities and they're going to tell us some things that a lot of a lot of people are not going to be ready to hear but it will better us for humanity, I believe. 
Yeah, you're absolutely right, man. The truth will be revealed soon, and that's going to shatter a lot of people's beliefs. And as far as people are willing to accept it, yeah, there's a lot of people that are not going to. And is that just a, a tough beans? Maybe it is. Yeah. You know, just deal with it and move on. Or, you know, is the the awakening is starting to happen when people are becoming more aware of what is happening and, and what is the truth. And, and this is part of that. You just and, have to keep collecting more evidence, man. Right. And all the evidence you can find is right there with BentLights.com. And Will from Bent Light has been telling us the story. And it's fascinating, man. And I know we'll continue on another conversation with you down the road. But we really do appreciate you uh, sharing your story and and sharing the photos. And if you want to find out, again, more information, bentlights.com on his Facebook page, on the regular website as well. And you're also on Instagram. So thanks for your your disclosure for this information. Yeah, and thank you for the opportunity to uh, discuss it. And we'll definitely be speaking more in the future. This is a developing theory. It's a developing discovery. And there are many new discoveries to be made. You know, this is just the beginning of what could be a merge between science, uh, spirituality, the paranormal, ghosts and aliens, UFOs, you name it, it's all here. It's all there. With we all come from the same stardust, man. <laughs> we do. I think you're <laughs> realizing that, that energy, that we are all connected in, in a way that we can uh, it, it choose to live together in peace and harmony. Yeah, but and we, we should. Not right. And right now, we're, that awakening is being uh, subdued by, a, by a whatever. What a better life I'm sure we'd have. Right. That's we just, would have a better life. That's just me. Will, thanks so much, man. We appreciate yeah, this. Yeah, man. Thank you, guys. Thanks, all right. I'll, I'll talk to you soon. You got it, man. Thank appreciate you. it. All right, there you go. Will from Bent Light. And uh, that's pretty much going to wrap up our show. We got a few minutes before we get out of here. Yeah. Um, craziness, huh? Yeah. It's pretty interesting, man. The, this, like I said, the whole potential of what it can be and what it. Right. What do we is, know? Really? Nothing. Yeah. It's. It's like we know all this stuff about. I mean, they've proven scientifically what light is and what it does and can do you know what that means why not i'm gonna go home and <laughs> try to do it myself you should yeah. try to do it i know right Imagine if everybody started trying to do it and somehow like everyone's seeing this what's going right. on we're seeing the same thing right and, and this and that so yeah maybe we should do like a mass you know yeah. bent light you know yeah. uh, experiment and maybe everyone can we should we should fun. make an event we should create our own day like earth day for it <laughs> i like it because <laughs> you know we're always talking about how random days are on the calendar like how did this get here right i'm gonna make my own <laughs> let's do it um <laughs> i i found uh, this really cool funny little thing online and we'll pretty much wrap up the show with this um he's called the ufo man have you have you heard this before um I'm not sure. There's, I know of a couple UFO men. So, <laughs> this is lay it on me, Kevin. This the UFO guy. That's, that's UFO guy. Yeah. Now this guy was on the news. Is he <laughs> the guy that can summon? No. No. Nah. Okay. This is some. This you know. Okay. Let's <laughs> some guy. I don't know. You guys. He's got this look on his We're face. We're just gonna. Yeah. I'm just gonna sometimes. play it, and you just <laughs> take a listen to this. This is pretty. You know, it's it's really funny. I'm just gonna lighten the load up and right. close up the show with, but. This is a guy who got interviewed by the news in Chicago. I believe he was at the airport when he was asked about aliens and UFOs. So take a listen to this. Do you believe in UFOs? Oh, oh yeah, yes, sir. Definitely. They're out there, man. I've seen them. I've been out there in Aurora, Texas. They got them little graves and stuff. Yeah, I've been out there. And I oh, know I'm planning a trip. I'm planning a trip. Uh, we're going out to like Arizona or something and figure something out. Or not Arizona. What was it? 
Yeah, it was Arizona, right? Air, the Air Force One where they found all that stuff. <laughs> I got pictures of Roar. I seen grave sites. They're out there, man. And I, I'm flying in the plane. I'm always hallucinating, but who really knows what I'm looking at? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Well, but there's no proof. <laughs> that guy's on acid, Just people's accounts. <laughs> You're right. There, there's no proof. But, I mean, there's no proof of Jesus or, you know, people go in the restroom until they tell you about it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, that's just kind of the way I see things. Uh, All right. So you believe it then? Oh, definitely. Definitely. Do you think there's, like, little green men out there? No little green men, sir. No? Well, no. what do you think there is out there? Who knows, dude? They could be made of water. <laughs> I don't even know. Water? Water, man. You heard the man. <laughs> water. Yeah. They could be made of anything extraterrestrial. <laughs> extraterrestrial, you mean? That, that extraterrestrial. Ex extraterrestrial. Extraterrestrial. There you go. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but you know what? There is truth in insanity sometimes. I believe so too. There, yeah. I mean, he did. He made some, you know, reliable points. <laughs> but I think he might have been on acid. <laughs> well, he's hallucinating. But I don't know what I see, man. <laughs> Little. Oh. I can't think. Uh, who's Matthew McConaughey in that one movie? That's who he reminded me of just now. Be a lot cooler if you did. Yeah, Days of Confused. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, what a cool show this was. You can find this on our SoundCloud page on Monday morning, but if you are in Phoenix, Arizona, you can listen on 99.1 FM in the East Valley and on 93.9 FM in the West Valley of Phoenix, Arizona at 10 p.m. Sunday night will be the radio version of this program, and then Monday we'll release it on podcast. You can check it out and listen to it. Yeah. And, wow, what a really cool show today. Yeah, it was pretty interesting and thought-provoking. Yeah, that's what we want to do here on this show, at least once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we get it today. We did it. Good. We went, you know, science, more kind of science side and, you know. It was fascinating. I'm telling you, we'll have him back on. We'll do Bent Light another time, and then next week, who knows who will be on the show. But follow us online at uh, Instagram. It's just Aliens with Gas with two S's. That's our website, alienswithgas.com. Other than that, are we done? I guess so, yeah. All right, let's blast off. Yeah. Ready to go? Let's do Three, it. two. Thank you, and keep watching the sky. A lot of people don't realize what's really going on. They view life as a bunch of unconnected incidents and things. They don't realize that there's this, like, lattice of coincidence that lays on top of everything. I'll give you an example, show you what I mean. Suppose you're thinking about a plate of shrimp. Suddenly somebody will say, like, plate or shrimp or plate of shrimp, out of the blue, no explanation. No point in looking for one either. It's all part of a cosmic unconsciousness. You eat a lot of acid, Miller, back in the hippie days? Give you another instance. You know the way everybody's into weirdness right now? Books in all the supermarkets about Bermuda Triangles, UFOs, how the Mayans invented television, that kind of thing. I want to read them books. Well, the way I see it, it's exactly the same. There ain't no difference between a flying saucer and a time machine. People get so hung up on specifics, they miss out on seeing the whole thing. Take South America, for example. South America, thousands of people go missing every year. Nobody knows where they go. They just like disappear. But if you think about it for a minute, you realize something. 
There had to be a time when there was no people, right? Yeah, yes. Well, where did all these people come from? Hmm? I'll tell you where. The future. Where did all these people disappear to? Hmm? The past? That's right! And how'd they get there? How the f do I know? Flying saucers. Which are really... Yeah, you got it. Time machines. Whoop-de-doo! What does it all mean?